Good evening, you're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker and, excuse me, Justin Hill uh, with us tonight. And we have a big announcement for our show for this summer. So our Tuesday episodes are all planned out for all the way up through the summer and into preseason. So uh, we're going to be doing our second annual uh player rankings. So starting today, we're going to be ranking safeties today um, on uh, next Tuesday, the se- uh, June, June 7th, we're going to be ranking linebackers, top five linebackers, then corners, followed by edge rushers, tight ends, running backs, wide receivers, quarterback. And then we're going to hit some power rankings, just top five. And we'll probably, we'll probably do top 10 teams because everybody wants to hear the top 10 uh, teams going into this year and then we're going to look at NFL honors predictions so like the MVPs offensive rookie of the year defensive rookie of the year and that will lead us all the way up to August 2nd so the first game which was the Hall of Fame game August 4th and we have our Thursday episodes planned out and we're going to get to that uh, tomorrow we'll we'll announce everything that we have for that so we have a great summer plan for you guys and it's going to be incredible being able to get give, get some content out for you guys so just sit back relax and enjoy this your summer with some quality football content so with that we are going to be ranking the top five safeties in the league going into this 2022 nfl season so justin tucker we'll start with you who do you have at number five all right so as I looked around and saw the landscape of safeties, I saw there's a quite a few safeties that I really admire. And it was hard to pick and choose who I wanted as my top five. But at number five, I chose Harrison Smith, uh, Minnesota Vikings safety. I think he's at five mainly because he's up there in age now. So it's about time for him to start to you know, de- be on the decline. So Double A- yeah. double ARP cards. He's not that old, but he's up there in age for safeties. So sooner or later, I think he will start to decrease, whether it starts this season or next season. So I believe that's why he's five. But if it was like in his early, like early to late 30s, I mean, early 30s, late 20s, I would have had him much higher. Uh, Harrison Smith, whatever you need from him, he is, he can do it all. He can play man, he can play zone, he can play on the, he can play on the line, he can play linebacker, he can disguise he can do whatever you want in a linebacker he may not necessarily be elite at all those necessary things but he's very good at all those things and when you are very good at all of those things it becomes very good for a defense so harrison smith is my number five guy all right there you have it so jay hill who do you have thanks adam so for my number five i have newly acquired from the baltimore ravens your ravens justin marcus williams this acquire was really great. I put him at my number five because I think he can definitely help the Ravens this year after a ton of losses regarding the Ravens season last year, including their defense. If you look at his stats from 2020, in the 2021 season, he only had two interceptions, but I think he can make a 
big, a tremendous impact with this Ravens defense. He made a terrific impact in his years with the Saints. So let's see what he can do with the Baltimore Ravens with his newly acquired team. Also, he just received the five-year, $70 million deal. So if you're worth that type of money, you're definitely worth a good shot to make a tremendous impact on the field this season. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So n- my number five safety entering the 2022 season is Buda Baker. I like Buda Baker because he's he might be slightly undersized, but he can really play anywhere. He can play in the box, and he can drop back in coverage, and he can get a lot of pass breakups. I really like this guy. He kind of burst onto the scene. He's he's known for all of the wrong reasons from the uh, from the interception return where he had he thought he had a pick six, but then Buda Baker or excuse me, uh, DK Metcalf ran him down. And he's really well known for that, but he's also well known for being a great safety. And I like him again going into 2022. And for this Cardinals defense and the the team as a whole, looking really looking to contend this year, he's going to be a big piece of that. Uh, I agree. I think that's a solid pick for top five. All right. Yeah. I I I, lo- I don't know. I like Bo- I like Buda Baker. I've I you know he's he's put a he's left a good taste in my mouth the past couple of years. But uh, what who's your number four talk? <laughs> what? He left a good taste in your mouth, Adam. God, you don't. You, I, did, I, just, I didn't want to. I didn't want. To. But but you asked. Keep uh, your dirty brain. Keep I, your I, dirty I, mind I'll be quiet. out I'll be, of. I'll be quiet. Oh, jeez. I just don't need right. to just, – just, just give me your top – give me your number four. All right, my number four guy, if it wasn't for injuries, he'd be number one because his versatility is unmatched by anybody else, and that is Derwin James of the Los Angeles – Los Angeles Chargers. About to say San Diego, but no, they're in L.A. now. Uh, when he bursted onto the scene as a rookie, you saw the potential he can have. He can play in the box. He can play in coverage. He has 4-4 speed. He can keep up with most – receivers and he can tackle inside the box he's a an aggressive player he's phenomenal he has ball skills he has all of those things the only problem i have with him is he's injury prone he's been lost for a while and like i think he's missed two seasons i know he's missed one he's missed most of his 2019 season so i've chalked that up to like two full seasons and unfortunately injuries just are a part of his play hopefully with the additions they made he can stay healthy and help this team help this charger defense to become with the potential they have they could be a top five defense in this league all right jay hill so for my number four you guys i picked justin simmons from the Denver Broncos. One, the Denver Broncos, they really have approved a lot this offseason regarding the move for Russell Wilson regarding their defense as well. But moving on with Justin Simmons, if you look at his stats, he's he's had five, he's had on five interceptions since no no. He's had at least tenors. No, my he's had five interceptions. He had five interceptions last season and five interceptions in 2020. So if you look at that here, that equals to like 10 right there in the last two years. So a guy like him at safety right there. I think that's a big mostly a big factor. And if you look at this season, I think he definitely be a big ranking and also make another Pro Bowl. Mm. It's not a Justin bad Simmons pick. Is a, is a very good pick. He yeah, I, for that defense. 
Yeah, I like I like Ju- I like Justin Simmons. He did make my list, but as for my number four pick, I do have Kevin Biard. I think he's he's been prototypically used very much at the free safety position. However, he's been every bit effective in that spot and on a on a Titans defense that really needs production at the sec uh, in the secondary. He does provide some level of stability in there and sort of that damage control uh, level. And I think, I really think that uh, Kevin Biard is going to be a big piece for them, uh, especially in a secondary, like I said, that really does not have much there. And I, I think he's going to help a lot. Yeah. I think he will help. Kevin Biard is a good player for that Titans defense. And he showed up against the Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams when they played each other. That was a rough night for uh, LA. Exactly. And I think that's going to continue I think that's going to continue going into next year and they're going to need it as, you know, that the they were able to get they were able to get Harold Landry back. Uh but they really didn't improve too much uh in that on that defensive side and on on the offensive side we can talk about how they how, how they traded away uh, AJ Brown because of contract issues, and now you know, looking at this whole team, they're they're really relying on Traylon Burks. Uh, not to get out too off topic, I know this is getting on the offensive side of the ball, but I'm talking about the team in general and what Kevin Biard means to them because they're going to need defensive stops, and uh, and Kevin Biard is going to be big on you know limiting the damage. You're a free safety, so you want to make sure that if any if any if any blown coverage has happened that you limit whatever happens. Uh, so I really like him, but uh, talk, give me your number three safety going into num- going into 2022. I've been battling between two safeties because I think they're interchangeable and uh, it pains me, but I have Marcus Williams, number three. The reason I have him number three is because I have another safety ahead of him which I don't like because he's very good for a rival intent. But I have Marcus Williams, number three. Uh, He is phenomenal when he was with the Saints, even though he did have that one botch against the Minnesota in the playoffs. We don't need to talk about that. But overall, he's been a spectacular uh, player for the Saints in that defense. And we need the playmaking abilities that he possessed in Baltimore because if you look at the safety position in Baltimore before he arrived, we didn't have the necessary playmaking abilities that we needed. I appreciate that we have Chuck Clark, but he's not a ball-hawking safety. Until that Rams game, I always thought he had stones for hands because he just couldn't catch anything. So now that we have Marcus Williams, who actually has quite a bit of interceptions to his resume despite only having two last year, I appreciate the playmaking abilities that he has and his coverage abilities and zone and when he's, you know, in the middle of the field. So hopefully we can use him in that department. And also we tend to blitz a lot. So if we can send him on blitzes and him to get home on a few of them, that would be nice. Overall, I think it's going to be a great fit for him and the Baltimore Ravens. You add in Marcus Williams to a secondary that already features top top draft prospect Kyle Hamilton, and you have possibly the best safety tandem in the entire league. Uh, well, depending on how Kyle Hamilton uh, pans out, but you have that's that's going to be lethal going into next year. But Jay Hill, who's your number three? 
So for my number three, Adam, I have Quadre Diggs. This is kind of surprising, but I'm going to put him at number three. I say this because for Quadre Diggs, he has a lot of expectation for this season regarding with the Seahawks after losing Russell's. But regarding defense, I think he'll definitely make a big presence this season. Why? Because you have, you're alongside with Jamal Adams and the crew. But getting to him, he had five interceptions last year, and I think the year before. So if you look at him this season, I think he's going to make he's gonna definitely make a great impact towards Pete Carroll and the Seahawks defense. However, you're in a tough division as well. But at the exact same time, did he waste his years with the Detroit Lions? Yes. But I think this year, including for years to come, he's going to definitely make a huge impact for um, the safety unit in Seattle. See, Quandre Diggs is a very underrated safety, but number three, that's bold. That is bold. And oh, that that's an interesting one. You think he's better than his safety tandem partner, uh, Jamal Adams, Blitz Boy? Well, if you look at well, if you look at Jamal Adams, Justin, like this guy. Not to say nothing negative, but he hasn't shown me for the last two seasons that he's like one of the one of the best. Was he one of the best when he's with the New York Jets? Absolutely, but last season. There was a couple games last year that he could have definitely had an interception and make a key play. But for the amount of money he makes, is he worth it? Yes, in the clutch. But in the seat, like the last two years, no. Yeah, just making sure. And I'm not sure if he's better than. I'm not sure Quadri Ismail is better outright, but yeah, that's fair. And I, I think, you know, so when talk, when me and you were doing player rankings last year and we were doing top 10, I believe he made our, did he make our top five? I don't think he made my top five. He, he was in the, five. he was in the back half, I believe for me, but it was just the fact that he, after he got traded to the Seahawks, I don't know if it's the, the defensive scheme that they run, but he was not the same guy as he was, as he, uh, as he was when he was a jet. When he was a Jet, he was one of the top two, three safeties in the league, possibly. And now we're looking at it, and he's not even in any any of our top fives. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but he's not in mine. I mean, um, he did not make more. But my number three is Jesse Bates, and oh. I really <laughs> you like that, Chuck? You like I, that, Chuck? Not... He didn't make mine. All right, look. Jesse Bates is a very good player. He can play in coverage. He can do all different things for them. And he, and like I said, and here's another, here's another safety on a defense who really needs him to, to come through and for a Bengals team. That's really looking to contend and Justin and uh, uh, Jesse Bates is the, is a lockdown guy and they really, really need to hold on to him. I know there's a there. They still haven't signed him to a long-term deal as he's still under the franchise tag. But this is a guy who you need to hold on to because he's been one of your more more uh, one one of your more reliable guys in the secondary. Unlike a person, a certain guy with the last name that's the same as a fruit. We'll do, we'll leave it at that much. Uh, <clears throat> Eli Apple. But yeah, I have I have Jesse Bates as my number three guy. I've always liked Jesse Bates, and I think he'll uh, I think he'll help that help them out. He should. I mean, he should help Eli Apple Eli Apple as much as he can. My God, 
enough of that. Enough of that. I'm I'm done talking about Bengals players until next season. I'm, Jesse I'm Jesse Bates provides safety help to Eli Apple so that he can go on Twitter and brag. We'll just we'll say that much. Even though that even though I think you and I can both agree that he should not be on the team anymore. Eli Apple. No, Eli, let him be on the team. I'd oh, you, yeah, yeah. You want him to be on the team because yes, you want him, him to be on the team. You you want him to be on the team because you want your uh, your Ravens contract. to uh, burn him. Give him a five year hundred million dollar contract. Well, you know, totally Jesse, you you can't be burned by you. Jesse Bates can't get burned in a secondary if you can't if your quarterback runs all the time. Just saying. And you do have yeah, Marquise Brown. You don't Brown. even have an OC in New England. Who knows? Your quarterback might run all the time. We're not talking about my quarterback. Then don't Mac Jones. Mac Jones, it he'll take. Let him take his time. I feel like I feel like Patrick in that one SpongeBob episode when he's when he when he enters a rock into the race. It's okay, Rocky. Take your time. It's Mac Jones. Give him some time. Give him a couple of years, and he'll be elite. Just don't just don't have a defensive coordinator calling plays. Good lord, is that crazy? Uh, but talk, give me about? your. All right, we're already getting down to getting down to the wire here on our top five. Give talk. Give me your number two. Uh, from one division rival safety to another, my number two guy is Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is without question, unfortunately, the best safety in the AFC North, unless Marcus Peters shows me that he can do the same things in New Orleans that he didn't. I mean the same, the same. Marcus Williams. He, Marcus Williams did the same things in New Orleans that he can do here. Hopefully that is the case. Then he will definitely be number two on God. He will. But until then, Mark, Mark Minka Fitzpatrick is the number two corner to me. He's the best corner in the division. He has speed. He can. He has a ball hawk, and he has to go. He needs to take it to the house all in one. Uh, it's troublesome to throw deep against him because if you're not careful, he will take the ball away. Um, he limits to limits what offenses can and can't do. He's a, he's an intelligent football player. He, he reads the game well and got to be very cautious with him. Unfortunately, all right. I've said enough about him. I said enough. Uh, Justin, you're up. So for my number two, guys, you already said him, Adam, at number four. So mine is Kevin. Bay- oh, I don't know what's up with my language today, man. <laughs> we all have those things. Mm-hmm. But Kevin Bayard. Um, I say this because number one. What, regarding with him, it's like what you said before, Adam. He had a terrific game against the in the against the Rams that one game this season. But all said and done, last season. But all said and done, he's a great safety. Why? Because in Tennessee right now, they're going through a little bit of trouble regarding their organization. But at the same exact time, he's been with the organization for maybe for the last six or seven years. So having a long time player like him that's still playing on his level and and in discussion as one of the best safeties, top three or top one in the league. It speaks for itself right there. So regarding with him, he's my number two. All right. So my number two is Tyron Matthew. Oh. Tyron Matthew. Uh I I and I I'm I'm gonna be honest. I thought once he once at the end of his days in Arizona and uh and in Houston, he was going through a lot of a lot of injury troubles. I thought he was I thought his career was done. I thought his, his he, it, this is another promising career hampered by injuries. 
and we're going to look back on, you know, it's like a Derrick Rose type story. We're, we're going to look at back at what could have been. And he has re- recovered from that and been able to recover from it to a point where he's bat- he's yet once again, one of the best safeties in the game. And he was such a dif- difference maker from Can- for Kansas City that he was able to help that team get to a championship and win it. Because before then, before Tyron Matthew w- went to the team, there was a lot of instability. If that's is that even a word? Instability, instability is a word. Is it? Am I using it correctly? I believe so. You're using the, it correctly. I'm not sure if it's applicable to the Kansas City Chiefs, the but their defense was in, unstable. The defensive backfield yeah. after the 2020, uh, excuse me, the 2018 season was unstable. And they and a a, a decent a just a just decent Patriots offense was able to take the take the uh, take the top off of them and win it in Arrowhead in overtime, and so there some some changes had to be done, and they brought in Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew turned out to return. It turns out he was able to return to his former self, and he helped them win. A championship. They also added a couple other pieces. They brought in Frank Clark. Justin Houston left the team, um, and uh, I'm forgetting his his last name was Ford. His last name was Ford, and it was that one D Ford jumped off sides, jumped off sides, and he didn't even he didn't even know he was. He was a full he was a full six inches off sides, and it was like it was like they said it was off sides. Was I? Like, dude, have a clue. But we're we're talking about the safety. Tyron Matthew is was a big difference maker there, and for them to be able to replace Marcus Williams with Tyron Matthew, that's huge for me, and I like him. So, Tyron Matthew is one of my favorite safeties as well, Adam. He wasn't in my top ten in this discussion. He is at number seven on my list if we ever did a top ten. But however, with Tyron Matthew, he had great moments with Chiefs. Let's not let's not take that away. Yeah. But in the last two seasons, in my opinion, he wasn't really good. Why? Because the Chiefs, I forgot what rank they were. I think they were like 15 and giving up touchdowns in the last, I think it was last season. And like, I forgot the year before. However, there were key moments this year where Tyra Matt could have gotten an interception. We're talking about in Super Bowl 54. We're talking about in the AFC Championship game against the Bengals. Is he a top, top 10 safety Yes, absolutely, but like up there, in my opinion, no. Oh, I think I, he is. It's just depending on what your preference is. If you're arguing for Tom or Matthew, you're arguing for leadership and stability. Leadership, I give yes. Leadership, yes, but in the clutch, no. Look, oh, I think I, a I lot of it. A clutch. lot of it's not his fault. Like I, I mean, every everywhere else in the everywhere else in that defensive backfield last year, it was just really, really uh, lackluster. I mean, the I mean, they lost that they lost that one kid, and I'm forgetting his name. They lost lost that one corner they had, and he. It's not going to be that big of a loss because he really wasn't that good. Not and, not to get on not to get on memory lane, Adam. But I think remember this. Remember the play with Tom Brady through to Antonio Brown in the Super Bowl, knowing that that wasn't really a play. He could have literally read Antonio Brown, got an interception, maybe put the um, Chiefs back in the game. But this year, am I gonna ex- do I expect more from him since he's gonna be playing for his hometown team? Absolutely, no question. But top, if 
five now. Look, um, and I, I think it was CJ Ward. His last name was Ward. I'm just trying to figure that out. Um, but I mean, that just wasn't the way the play was drawn up. I mean, there's not much I can say. Not much I can say about that. And like, I, I want to know who is who is placed to to cover him. And I don't know. It it just didn't. It's just something that just didn't. You know. And even if he was burned on that play, and you need to you need to pull up the play because I'm not sure which which one you're talking about. The touchdown before the touchdown before half touchdown. I'll, I'll have to go back and look at it. But not the block one, the one after that one. But even so, I mean, everyone has a bad play every now and then. I mean, we were looking at Stephon Gilmore as one of the top corners in the league a couple of years ago, and even then, he was getting burned every now and then. I mean, it happens. It's and it, it get it's we're at a point in uh in the le- in a league now where if you put one of the best wide receivers of all time on one of the best corners or safeties, then usually the wide receiver wins. That's just the way. It, that's just the way it is now. And you very rarely run into a, a a corner a corner or a safety who's able to actually erase a their their top threat because some wide receivers nowadays are just too good. And you're looking at it in the draft. You're seeing all these cor- all these wide receivers who are like every team has great wide receivers. I don't know what it is about the wide receiver position that's changed, but the production there has just increased dramatically. And um. Yeah, it's just one of those things where I mean everyone's going to get burned. That doesn't make you a not a not a great corner or safety. It just makes you just mean it. You know, stuff happens. happens. Oh no question. Everyone gets everyone gets burnt now and then. We saw Jalen Ramsey get burnt by I forget his name in the Super Bowl. Everyone everyone has their moment, but in my eyes, top top five now. All right, talk. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with him right now. I'm. I was debating where to put Tyron Matthew, but I was like, he's six right now. My number one guy is Justin Simmons. I like the way he plays. <laughs> is he your number one guy too, Adam? I, I that is classified information until I reveal my number one. But he's he's my number one guy. He plays Patrick. Mahomes very well. He always seems to puzzle Patrick Mahomes, even though they may not always win the matchup. He always gives Patrick Mahomes challenges. If you're giving this one of the best quarterbacks in the league problems, you're doing something right. Uh, I like how he studies film. I like the way he passes uh, receivers in coverage. I like the way he, how he's a playmaker and isn't afraid to make a tackle. All those things wrapped up. I think he's the best safety right now. Even though his talents might be a little bit wasted in Denver, but we'll see with the end, with the addition of Russell Wilson. All right, Jay Hill, who's your number one? So for my number one, it's going to be a complete shocker to you guys, and I know I said a lot about him after the NFC playoff game loss, but my number one has to be Antoine Wingfield Jr. And I said, oh, what? Whoa! Listen, okay, no. All right, all right let, let's let's he, let's hear him out. Listen, so. I did some deep, um, deep digging for the last 24 hours regarding who I'm going to pick with him. But looking at his playoff stats and looking at his stats this season, he did a pretty good job regarding that. I say it's because regarding with the Buccaneers, they have one of the best, had the best defenses in the league besides the LA Rams. 
But if you look at him, yes, did he give up a huge play to Cooper Cup in the in the remaining of the NFC game? Like we were just talking about with like every every play has a moment. Yes, but for him, I think with him, he's he knows how to read players on on defense. I think he's a great player, but I think he'll definitely have a big impact this year. All right. Uh so yeah, I thought Quandre Diggs being number three was bold, but wow. Wow. Antoine Winfield. Even bolder. And I like and I like Antoine Winfield. Don't get me wrong. Just I just I just don't have him in my top five. He's like I've I've always been a big Antoine Winfield guy. He'll he'll he's in my top ten. Yeah. Him and Jordan Whitehead have been very solid for them for the Tampa Bay for the Tampa Bay Bucks. However, it's just not I just uh, he's good, but and maybe it was on it was it's it was partially on Tampa for placing Antoine Winfield one on one in the yeah. divisional round at the end of that game against uh, Cooper Cup. But if you are one of the elite safeties, like the top safeties in the league, you don't get burned that bad. Like I, I'd understand if he w- if it were like barely if Cooper Cup was barely able to get open. But I didn't. I don't. It's very hard to get more wide open than Cooper Cup did during during that game. He torched but Adam, uh, the Buccaneers secondary. Like, not, not, not to cut you off, but like we were just talking about, like a la- our last segment about like everyone has the moment. Yes, he did get burnt out. Let's not let's not like yeah. take that away. But at the end of the day, before he got burnt out, he was he was one of like in my opinion a great a great corner. Not in that game. Every it's, it's like what you said before, Adam. Every player has their moment. I think this yeah. year, I think the the losses you take, it makes you a better person. No question. But I get where you're coming from. Yeah, and I said I I like I like Antoine Winfield. I'm just looking, but looking at the best of the best, I just don't have him there. Yeah. Uh, but ju- my so my number one is what Justin uh, what Tuck's number one is, and that is Justin Simmons. And I guess the only thing I could add on to that is, so I liked Tyron Matthew because he was a big time difference maker in that secondary, which is exactly what Justin Simmons is. He's a difference maker. He's arguably not only the best safety, not even argue, he's the, he is the best safety on that team, but he's arguably the best guy in that secondary, which is, which is very hard to find because usually corners make a make a bigger impact than the safeties, but Justin Simmons. Oh no, no, no. Don't, don't, don't like, don't, don't, let's not, let's not kid ourselves. Justin Simmons is, I mean, like you, like you said, uh, like you said, Justin, his uh, (laughs) talk, the, the fact that he's able to give Patrick Mahomes issues as a safety just speaks volumes to me. And he's, and yeah, his, his career has been has been wasted so far, um, but this this Broncos team is bound to be competitive this year. They just got a better quarterback, which has been their main issue. Their defense is great, and you know that offensive line's awesome. They're they're locked and loaded and ready to go for the 2022 season. And so is Justin Simmons as my number one safety going into this year. So there you have it. Two of us had Justin Simmons. Another one had Antoine Winfield. So we didn't see Simmons, that coming. I put Simmons. I think I, I I put Simmons at number four. I was debating if I should put him at 
two or three, but I was like, you know, I gotta, I'm gonna put him at four. But I like, I like you guys' takes. Simmons at four. Antoine Winfield at one. Quadre Diggs at three. Oh my god, jeez. That's an interesting list, isn't it? And your number five was Marcus Williams, and your number two, your number two. Who's it your number two? You do a switch a few names around and you'd be fine. No, no, my number two. Um, I got my list right here. It was, it was um, Kevin Bard. Kevin Bard. Yeah, that was my that's number. That's a, that's a that's a solid one. I had that's him four. Yeah. I had him four. The the thing with safeties is you can find a lot of really good safeties in this league. It's very hard to rank them all. I found. It's it's one of those positions where it's it's there's a lot of good ones out there and it's hard it's hard to round up out your top 5 because there's so many good ones and there's a lot of them there's a lot of underrated ones we're going to get to the fan box where we're able to cover the most underrated safeties in the NFL and you're going to find some that didn't make either any of our lists and it and this is this is a really good one um that being said, we will get on to the fan box. Don't go anywhere. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm Adam Wright, Justin Tucker, Justin Hill. So we have the Justins with us. So we are on to our fan box. So what happens is we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we will discuss it and give you a shout out on our podcast. So respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So our question of the week was who is the most underrated safety in the NFL? So we had, like I said, going uh, before this segment, a lot of names that none of us picked, which is why I kind of wanted to say who is the most underrated because a lot of people are going to pick who are the best are, but, and that, that will prompt a lot of the same answers. However, if we pick, if we ask who are the most underrated, we're getting a little bit of a best of the rest, a little bit of an appreciation post for guys who may not be top five, but are guys who really should really do deserve recognition. So our number, uh, so our first response was from Nick Norman, who said, come on, man, it's Minka, not even a 90 in Madden, and he's only 25 years old. That is one who I, who I was really, really debating on putting in my number in, in my top five. And he just didn't he just didn't get in there because there was too many who I liked. And I also wanted to I also low-key kind of wanted to leave him out so that so that Nick could talk about him. But you talk about a guy, he's he makes a great impact on the game. He's young and he's 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 severely underrated. 
and I believe only talk had him in our had him in our top five. But do you guys have any anything else to say about Minka Fitzpatrick? No, I've spoken about him plenty. I'm not speaking any further about Steelers players. Can't do it. Yeah, it, it was painful to watch the first time you talked about it. But uh, yeah, so Jackson Ivory said Quandre Diggs. This is J. This is Jay Hill's number three guy. So I really like I I ever all things all jokes aside, he is a very underrated uh, corner. Excuse me, uh, he's an underrated safety, and this is this is a guy who's going to be a big part of that secondary, which has been very lackluster in the past few years, ever since the Legion of Boom broke up broke up uh, for the Seattle Seahawks, but. I really I do like Quandre Diggs. He's a solid he once he moved over to uh free safety, then he that he really he really started to come out as a as a solid player and a uh he he's he's ba- he's been to back-to-back pro bowls. So I really I do like him. I just I don't know. Just I I disagree with top 5. But um Jack Hartman said John Johnson the 3rd. So he's the safety for the, the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Browns. So there's another AFC North team for you, Tuck. Yeah, of course. We always have good players in our division. Tough defensive players in our division. But, yeah, he is underrated. But he just came – I think a season ago he just came over from the Rams, so he missed out on a Super Bowl. That's tough. He's going to miss out on another one because they're not winning the division nor making it to the playoffs because our division is just tough. So it is what it is, but he is a very good player for that team. Very underrated. That is a tough division though, but you, you can, we can probably guarantee one thing given, uh, uh, barring some Kenny Pickett breakout season that he can, they can at least finish third. I can't guarantee that the Steelers don't finish below 500. Yeah, but I mean, it has to happen sometime, and they, they just haven't Andrew been. Jones. They they've just five hundred. Sure, but it's got to happen sometime, and I'm not a big believer of this quarterback draft. Uh, but uh, so, Kalen Patel said, "Is it Kazi? Kazi? I'm not. I'm not familiar with this." Monte Kazi. Yep, Dallas Cowboys safety. He's not cursed, but. He's not bad. He's actually a good safety. He was a nice pickup for them. He helped improve that defense. So yeah, I do know he is going to. I'm. I just don't know the pronunciation, but I do know he is going to Pittsburgh. So for him to join Minka Fitzpatrick in that secondary is a very good uh, addition. Then, then forget it. Forget what I just said. Forget what I just said. What part? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, you don't revolving around it. You can't, you just, you can't say anything positive about any division rivals. I can't mean, do it, man. AFC North rivalries just hit different. I, I don't think I've ever felt so, just felt so ill willed toward a team that I can't even speak well, uh, positively about their players. I've, it, I, and I, mean, I respect their players. I just can't stand them during the season. I, I just can't do it. All right. Well, Derek Houle said Jordan Whitehead was a wrecking ball for Tampa, underappreciated among Tampa Bay stars. 
So you talk about a very, a very underrated safety. He was underrated just in that backfield. Like if you look at just the team in general, like, and you look and you talk about, there's been a lot of talk about how in the past couple of years, the Bucks have had a loaded roster. No one mentions Jordan Whitehead. No one. No. And Jordan Whitehead, and he he joins, he joins, uh, uh, he joins Antoine Winfield, Jay Hill's number number one safety, in a very very solid uh, safety tandem. Even though now he's a New York Jet, but uh, that that was that was a solid tandem for them. Uh, but Tyson Tate said Harrison Smith doesn't get talked about enough, in my opinion. So Harris. Harrison Smith is a guy who didn't make my top who didn't another guy who didn't make my top five uh, just because he's just outside it. He's a little bit old and he's not he, he's a player who's very, very he, he provides stability, which is good. I, that earns points with me and he's solid. He's just not a big time difference maker. I just need I need a guy who where you look at him and he automatically just changes that secondary. And I just don't think I just don't think Harrison Smith does that. He does. He does. All right. You just don't see it. He does. All right. I just that Viking secondary is just brutal. And not to that's not to blame Harrison Smith. I know. I know. But I just I just I don't know. Maybe my standards are just very high for for safeties. He won the game against the Steelers. I think that's being fair. Yeah. Um but Ian Malern said Eddie Jackson. Oh. So Eddie Jackson's a good one. I, yeah, I do yeah. like him. And he's only the, I will say he's only underrated because of injuries. Yeah. If injuries don't derail him, he'll be a top five safety sooner rather than later again. If he can stay healthy. Definitely. Uh CJ, our boy CJ. And by the way, happy birthday, CJ. His birthday was yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, he's, he's twenty on, now. He boy is twenty. He's he's just a year off from drinking age. Don't and say that. What's that? Don't say that. What's that, what's wrong with it? Oh, boy can open up his first drink legally. Mm-hmm. That's a good milestone. That's a great milestone. Twenty-one. <sighs> All ahead. right. Go ahead. All right. So, uh CJ, so CJ did say check last year's stats. Kyle Duggar deserves some respect. I really like Kyle Duggar. When he was drafted as a D2 safety, I was ready to throw things. Of course, as a Patriots would. fan. But as, but as this has his rookie season has gone on, wow, that guy can actually really cover. He's really good. I, I really like him, and he's been able to cover some big names. I remember he was on Travis Kelsey one game uh, in his during his rookie season, and he was actually able to somewhat make Travis Kelsey disappear, which is unheard of, especially for a safety. Wow. Incredible. And can I bring up one other name now that we're on to the New England Patriots? Jabril Peppers. Yeah, but he, he just came off an injury, so we got to wait on that. Underrated name, 
and he's going to a secondary that desperately needs help after the dis- departure of JC Jackson. And you got to guess that uh, the names of Jalen Mills and, and uh, the Jalen Mills, the Malcolm Butlers and the um, I'm forgetting the other corner, the Jonathan Joneses of the, of the, of the, of the world are going to need some serious safety help. And Kyle Duggar and Jabril Peppers, I am just so glad that they are back there to, to for cleanup, if that makes sense. Well, it could have been avoided if you just would have paid J.C. Jackson. I, I just don't think he's worth being paid that much. Okay. I They should have – now what they should have done was drafted – they should have drafted one of, one of the corners in this draft. There's Andrew Booth lasted to the, lasted to the second round. Yeah. I'm forgetting the other guy. They could have Kyer Elon. Kyer Elon. There's still another name. I'm I'm just blanking on. There was another name. Who? Uh, it was the guy who who was whoever the whoever the Kansas City Chiefs picked at number twenty one. They took they took him, and I was like, oof. I thought that was Kyer Elon. I don't. It wasn't Kyer Elon. Um, but yeah, they. they regardless. Point regard regardless, he's this is this is a guy who uh look that he's Jabril Peppers is really going to help. Oh, Trent McDuffie. Trent McDuffie. There you go. That's the guy. They really it's they they really they oh we don't need to talk about that more. But do guys do we have any other thoughts before we end the show tonight? No, I'm good. I've talked enough. Jay Hill? Oh, no, no, nothing, Adam. All right. Well, a couple of other things around the league. Akeem Hicks has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which essentially means that Ndamukong Sue is not returning to Tampa Bay, and he joins a loaded front seven with the likes of Vita Vea, and I believe it was Jordan Hall. Is that the name? That's the name of the kid who they took in the second round. That's a good that their run defense is going to be impenetrable. And they'll also be able to have some ability to get to the quarterback. Not quite as much as if they had JPP, but they do have Shaq Barrett as well. So they have some pieces. And I think that that defense is going to be, it's going to, we're going to have a lot more balance on that team. There's not much, not much discipline because. They just they're just not a very disciplined football team, but very, very balanced, good offense. Uh, another thing, another thing going on, another lawsuit against Deshaun Watson. That's 23rd. That's the 23rd number, one. Number 23. So these just continue to pile up. And whether you agree with it or not, the more these pile up, the better the chance, the bigger the chance of Deshaun Watson being suspended by the NFL. For a season. If he gets suspended by the season, the Browns might have to rely on Baker. But Baker may not want to play for them anyhow, so it's like, uh. So they've really backed themselves into a corner here. Well, they better pray it doesn't it, it doesn't bite them in the butt. Now, again. Not, he's only out for four games, or he, he avoids suspension. Now, again, whether you agree with it or not, just like, you know, evidence does matter, but mm-hmm. the fact that he's been accused – by 23 different people of assault. Not a good look for this guy. Not a good look at all. And whether, and I know 
innocent until proven guilty, but mm. the, the league has proven time and time again that evidence does not matter. And they w- and if they feel that they need to suspend you, then they'll do that. They've done it before. They did it with Tom Brady. They did it with Ezekiel Elliott. They'll do it with Deshaun Watson, especially with 23 cases. Like, Jesus, that's bad. That's not yeah. good. But and, all of them are like dismissed in criminal court. So it's all of them except the one that was just filed. We'll see where it goes. But again, it's just a matter of what the league wants to do with it now. Right. Uh, and sp- and speaking of uh, uh, legal troubles, we do have more on Jerry Judy, wide receiver uh, for the dismissed. Denver Broncos, who, is, who had his charges dismissed. So he could, again, still face disciplinary action, much, much smaller chance than Deshaun Watson, who's facing 23 different civil lawsuits. But Deshaun, but uh, Jerry Judy, that's good news for him. Um, I believe, well, I'm forgetting what it was he did. He uh, he got charged of domestic violence. Or was, I want to say it wasn't domestic violence. It was something where it was something it was like revolving around. around um, but yeah, he's all set. So, and also there was, uh, there was, uh, and we were debating talking about this on the show. Uh, there was um, uh, Aaron Donald. He went out and he on a podcast and he said, "If I don't get a restructured deal, I might retire." So we'll pro- we'll talk about that if that happens, and if there's a restructure of the deal, we'll also talk about that. But it's all it's all talk at this point. But nothing big going on. So obviously, we want to give you some NFL content to hold you guys over until the until the season starts and we're taking you all the way up to preseason so we'll be right here with you this summer while you guys struggle with this summer with your football content but we will give you what you need uh so there's no worries about that but anyways that'll do it for us tonight thank you for listening to us be sure to tune in to us live tuesdays and thursdays on Twitter and Facebook through Fans Only Sports Network. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Over and out. Bye-bye.